remember I was telling you that um, when um, when deals get easy and the adrenaline rush dies down, um, people start doing stuff like Branson trying to kill himself in balloons and trying to kill himself when he reached the race uh, boats. And there's a bunch of guys that did that, myself included. Well, I went through a phase that um, I was very generous to the Los Angeles Police Department. And, um, and the SWAT guys aren't really the tough guys. The bomb squad guys are the tough guys. They're, they're, the, they're the mean motherfuckers. And so <laughs> they gave me this. They wouldn't let me go out on a mission with them. They wouldn't let me. Um, one, because some of them still knew my dad. My, they knew my dad had killed him. Something happened to me. Uh, even though I was an old man by then. Uh, so I gave them a uh, one of those machines that, you know, those robots that go and de-arm stuff, etc. I gave them one. Expensive, but I gave them one. And I said, I just want you to always remember that I'm with you, even if it's not me. So they gave me this live grenade. This live grenade. Live? Want to pull the pin? <laughs> okay. They gave me this live grenade. With great difficulties, I got it in this country. Great difficulties. Because you can't even bring a fucking pistol in here, in this country. And uh, it's one of the, my, my memorabilia that I have in my office amongst, with a hatchet from the Hatchet Man days that, um, that I have over my door. Uh, and uh, because deals do become easy eventually. I know it's hard for you to understand that, but uh, if Rob can do a deal, you've done one deal. Yes. Okay. And some of you have done other deals, but if Rob, good old boy, from South Carolina, the other USC, right? University of South Carolina, the other USC is University of Southern California, but um, the, uh, and, and he said, and we, we've talked, and we're going to go through a role play. How do you get a chairman? A little later. Uh, but um, the, uh, he knows that you can get a deal done, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And he kind of stumble-fucked it across it and the, the line and uh, has put together a quasi-team. Uh, but you can do it. It's, you know, it's, as they say in the South, it's not that difficulty, you know, because they can't, uh, you know, they're a pretty... Um, uh, to speak, or they speak in a, a slightly different syntax than we do. Um, how was dinner last night? Good. 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 Uh, uh, a mini seal stayed and uh, tried to build up his little swanny body in the gym. Uh, he was in the gym a long time, uh, which doesn't mean anything. And according to uh, biofuck methodology, biohack, I mean, you only have to work out three seconds a day, or three seconds three times a week, or maybe even only three seconds once a month. <laughs> and, you, and, you, and you get to be a, a he-man like uh, Mark here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, I, I think uh, Mini, Mini CEO uh, believes the old-fashioned way because he's from Columbia. Uh, not South Carolina either. <laughs> Columbia the country. So he still thinks that you got to pump iron. Of course, I'm of that, uh, that uh, generation too. I, I never believed in the four-hour four work week or the four-hour gym week or the 15-minute-a-month. I, I never saw anybody. Of course, Mark may be the first person that I saw that 
looks like Schwarzenegger that only worked out 15 minutes a month. He may be the first one. I've never met anybody in person, touched him, talked to him, had a drink with him, had a cup of bulletproof coffee with him. By the way, it's up to, it was 1,200. I was wrong the first day. I don't know if that's good or bad. 1,200 that saw the uh, podcast for, for me on Bulletproof. It's good. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah. So um, the, uh, I'm getting a lot of, uh, still a lot of junk mail or junk spam, and I'm getting uh, more slappers, more sluts trying to face fuck me uh, and, uh, from this um, exposure that I got. I didn't get too many uh, slappers trying to face fuck me from my uh, London Real exposure. Uh, but uh, some of these other uh, exposures, it's like I think I got the clap now, you know. Um, any questions about uh, anything that we've covered heretofore? Now, it's, it's going to come quickly now. We are um, uh, in the last half of the seven steps. I think we're on step four now. And um, so it's like sex, it all comes at the end. And um, we're going to do uh, more role plays today and tomorrow. Although the two role plays that we've done are, I must admit, are above the curve vis-a-vis uh, -vis the experience and how you delivered. Uh, and, um, and they were just better. They were better than uh, the average. But some of the people that couldn't even open their mouth have gone out and done big deals. So just the fact, the fact that you have good presentation skills, while it is a big benefit, doesn't mean that you're going to get deals done. It doesn't mean you're going to get deals done. It helps. Um, the, uh, what was the, um, the last homework that from, we're gonna, I don't want to do the goals on TV here, but other than goals and affirmations, is there anything that we haven't covered that we did at night that I gave you for homework? No, we're good. Okay, we're caught up. Okay. And we will do the uh, goals and affirmations um, when we um, get off television. Um, oh, Dan, we have a bit of an announcement to make. Who's got to make? Well, we were out last night networking. Swapping <laughs> <laughs> you know, spit. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and uh, helping each other on how to do deals. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we formed a group. <laughs> yeah. What are you unionizing now? <laughs> and uh, we got a group on on Facebook, uh, Linkfuck, and uh, we're called the the Dan Pena Big Hitter <laughs> uh, class of 2014. Good, good. But some of you came home early last night because just as I was going to up to my room to say my affirmations before I went to bed, you came back. And I don't know if you came back by yourself. Pulled they throw you out? Or? Three others. No, oh, okay. Is, is there any meaning for that? Of that? Because they, throw, they threw us out. Okay. He used to say they throw us out. <laughs> See, look at how good, look at it. Come fuck, there, 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 there's, there's possibility. I mean, you know? Because quite good. You know what I was going to do? You know that picture of the, of the monkey on the, on the, on the computer? Remember that on the first day? I was going to put him at <laughs> the standing computer. You know, the homo sapien stands up now. And, and I'm not sure if the Austrians that swing from the trees are homo sapien yet, or if they're still back in the... They're from the caves. Oh, they're from the caves. They're from the caves. And seriously, I've heard people, you know, other people from uh, Austria uh, talk about uh, uh, that area as, um, let's, shall we say, and the nicest word I can think of is primitive. <laughs> primitive, primitive. 
And of course, you must have been in Vienna. <laughs> That's exactly where I was. Because when um, Patrick had the guy uh, guide Sally and I, and I around Vienna on that tour, <clears throat> and, um, and he's a very prim and proper, well-educated guy, as is Patrick. Uh, and um, he said that uh, we, we told him where we had just been, and he, he kind of looked up his nose, and, and uh, out of the same sentence, we were talking about the Viennese walls, and it's quite primitive there. They probably don't know anything about the Viennese walls, and he meant three or four other things. And um, so, um, but if we can teach a Homo sapien that's on not much different than the monkey that was doing stuff on that laptop in one of the, on the first slides in the first day, I mean, uh, the um, anybody, and if Rob from Good Old Boy, um, and he, he when, we, when we went in our private meeting yesterday, uh, we related back and forth, and he said, you know, I know this is, is doable because I did it, you know, uh, and uh, a few of you have done deals, <clears throat> uh, not necessarily the way you're going to learn, but you've learned to do deals. But um, <coughs> most people that come here that have done transactions have done it um, either the B-School way, which is uh, from the case studies when they got their MBA, uh, or uh, trial and error. Trial and error. And um, I'll take a trial and error guy every time over a, a uh, freshly minted MBA guy, no matter where they went to school. And uh, the, the other differentiation, for the people in this room, for the most part, the deals that you've done, to the extent that you've done transactions, have been with your own money. And there's a quantum fucking difference from using your own money than advising somebody else how to use their money. Big difference. And until you've lost your own money, uh, and made your own <coughs> money, and until you've you know, you've uh, had accountants overbill you or uh, want to bill you for mistakes, etc., etc. I mean, uh, uh, you haven't really lived. It's like I said in the beginning, uh, one of the things they talked about at the biohacking conference, at least the Cena did, um, was if, if uh, you haven't pissed blood and run 100 miles, you're a cunt. Well, I've done both. I have pissed blood and I have run 100 miles. Uh, and, uh, but if you haven't you know, been fucked by your accountant and et cetera, et cetera, in these transactions, you haven't really learned anything. And again, that's what the whole concept of the dream team's about. Because, like, my dream team that I have the picture of up there, they, um, those old guys would, you know, have been screwed every way, you know, left, right, and center. And as I say, you know, I think we have three million uh, um, pores in our bodies, and I've been fucked in every one of them at least twice. So, um, and as they say, and not in a good way. Um, so that's part of the dream team, the benefit of the dream team, because they have that scar tissue. They have that, uh, that uh, um, cynicism. But point about that, because we've been talking about the dream team. You don't want people on your dream team that are so fucking cynical and so pessimistic <coughs> that uh, you can't get deals done. And I've seen some of the guys... And, that, and uh, that guy that I told you about before, the Canadian that ultimately uh, threw his chairman out, um, they, they, that was a cross of cynicism, 
and they wanted to just use uh, the, um, the QLA graduate as a gopher. Now, you're going to have a lot of energy, a lot more energy than virtually everybody you bring on the Dream Team, except for, in my case, you don't have more energy than I do. But with me as an exception, you're going to have a lot more energy. And that's one, what sucks them into the vortex, because you're going to remind them, hopefully, of them when they were young. And it's tough to find somebody in his late 50s, 60s, or 70s that still has a lot of energy. Again, I'm the exception to that. But you don't want them for their energy, again, remember. You want them, and you don't want them for their money. You want them because they're willing to give you time. And if they're not willing to give you time, then you've got to move on and find out somebody else, find somebody, someone else. But the cynicism does occasionally find somebody um, that um, I coulda, I shoulda, I woulda, although they're pretty successful. If they had done two or three other things, they would have been, you know, billionaires or they would have been, you know, uh, people of distinction. Uh, and they have a, a sourness about them. And sometimes you don't get that in the first meeting, the second meeting. But don't be afraid when you met with them and they're on the board um, uh, to exit them. And for young guys like you to exit somebody 65 years old is not easy. Mm. It's just not easy, okay? And that's the, the biggest challenge that the Canadian guy had. It's not easy for a Canadian to exit anybody anyway. But I mean, when you've got some guy, and a, guy, a rich guy, he was a, he's a wealthy guy, a successful guy. You probably told him I'm sorry for letting you go about a hundred times. Yeah, something, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and um, I, I've never told anybody I'm sorry for letting you go. I, if I say anything, I say, don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. And uh, I should have done this earlier. Uh, but in my case, I normally uh, I, I terminate relationships uh, quicker than most. Uh, not mentee relationships. <clears throat> I've never given up on a, on a, on a mentee. Um, but, I mean, in business relationships, because I know if I can see the edge of a red flag popping up, I know it's, that's just the tip of the iceberg. I know what's coming. And I realize, you know, time is the most uh, important commodity, not just for me, but for the collective dream team, because it takes time to do these transactions. And that's why it's so hard for you to cut loose when they go sideways. Is that a reason not to have a friend doing it, or...? Well, yeah, well, I, uh, yeah, that's a big reason. But I don't, you know, I don't believe in, in doing business with friends or family. I'll tell the story. Um, uh, I, I haven't had any friends um, on, on these transactions. Because you can't make a, well, I can. But you can't normally make a rational decision to pull the trigger. You just, you, and so just multiply that by 100 if it's your brother, your sister, your mother, your father. Marcus. Marcus can, is going to hold a little class at lunch talking about being in business with relatives. We don't want to bore the, the, the you fuckers here, YouTubers. And um, it's, you know, you, it's not impossible, but it, it, it's tough. And like I've said, I've only seen one husband and wife team be successful in all my years in business. And they're up on that board, the Verdeers, Deanne and George Verdeer. Uh, the chemistry works. She was a kindergarten teacher. He was an engineer, out of work engineer. And she was a kindergarten teacher. She came up with this idea. 
Uh, it's a little uh, uh, fuzzy who came up with the idea, but I think Deanne came up with the idea. And uh, they started this business, and uh, you know, 30 years later, it's still, uh, I think, they're the biggest in the United States in it. And um, he, uh, he, he put in the systems, the procedures, just like an Indian, you know, and, and, and targeted it up and made it, uh, and, and helped the process. <clears throat> but other than that husband and wife team, I don't know any. I've heard about them. Uh, I've read about a couple, but when I go to try to touch them, feel them, and meet them, you know, and then when a few, like Richard Rainwater and his wife, what's your name? Darla uh, Moore. Yeah, the only one of the only successful people to come out of the other USC. Um, they the, the way they've divided up uh, their responsibilities, not, they're really not in business together. So, even though they're considered a, a, a successful billionaire husband and wife team, but they're they're not really doing the same thing. So when you check that they're oh this husband and wife really get do it well, when you get down to the short strokes, pun intended, you get down to the short strokes, they're not. They're in two different businesses. I've seen that happen a bunch of times, and then the husband and or the wife say give each other, you know, some advice. Sometimes not wanted, but they give each other advice and, and it works out well. But as, as far as, you know, uh, CEO, co-CEOs and all that shit. And if you know any, let me know. I'd like to, before I die, you know, in the next 60, 70 years, I'd like to, I'd like to meet them. I'd like to touch them. You know, I'd like to buy them uh, a dinner at the Ritz. And, um, but I don't think that you'll be introducing to me. Or if you do introduce me to somebody and I drill down and I find out they're really not in the same business and they just um, pretend to be. But it's tough with relatives. It's extremely, you know, and some people, um, uh, I tell a story many years ago, uh, a guy had a stepson and a son. He had two businesses, the stepson and the son were running the businesses and it was clear that one of those two had to go. He couldn't do it. I saw him 10 years later at a birthday party. And, uh, you know, ultimately he had to close uh, uh, the business down. A lot of people would rather close the business down and go bankrupt and fire their brother or sister or their mother. Hmm. Mary Kay Cosmetics is one of my favorite stories. Mary Kay, uh, I don't know if she's still alive. I think she's still alive. She must be in her 80s now. Um, she, um, she's the one that drive, they drive the pink Cadillacs and they sell the cosmetics door to door. I don't know if it's outside the United States, but I know it's big in the United States. And uh, back in the 70s, or uh, I guess the early 80s, mid-80s, she turned the company over uh, to her son uh, to, to be CEO. And then ultimately, 10 or 15 years later, she came to the sad realization that he wasn't doing the job, in her judgment. So um, uh, she threw him out. And a big dogfight ensued, and they had a big uh, legal battle. Uh, and there's there's no 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 worth worse ugliness as a mother and a uh, a son or a son and a father get in a legal battle over these big assets. All of a sudden, the uh, cordiality that they uh, conveyed to their dad <coughs> or their son goes out the window, and it becomes you know like uh, a dogfight uh, uh, extraordinaire. And so she took control back of the company, and um, I'm not sure, I haven't checked recently, she's still uh, in control. Um, but normally when you, when, you, when you exit a friend, 
or a brother or a sister or a dad or a mom, takes you a lot longer to make a decision. A lot longer. And normally in that lot longer time, the business goes like this. And then you always wonder, because wonder, in the back of your mind, well, are we still going to be mates? Are we still going to be friends? Are we still going to go to the pub together? And 99 times out of 100, the answer is no. No. Because no matter how bad the person fucked the deal up, they will blame you. Doesn't matter. They didn't produce, they didn't make any revenue, they didn't make any sales, they didn't grow the business. You. Okay, well I'm glad to see that we have big fucking hitters 2014. Um, and uh, I don't want to tell the big hitter story because it sounds racist. I don't want it to be on, <laughs> on uh, um, YouTube. But it's big fucking hitter! by YouTubers.